T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM The Fan. I am Mike McGivern. My co-host is the past president of the WFCA, WFCA Hall of Fame member and associate head coach at Heartland Arrowhead. He's coach Tom Swiddle. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm great, Mike. How are you? I love today's show. These are one of this, you know, we do this one every year. We talk about the All-Star game. We talk to coaches. Well, not every year. I guess last year we didn't do this show. We didn't do it last year. No, but I really, really like doing this one where we talk to different coaches. We'll talk to the coach from the North 8-man. We'll talk to the small school coach, um, Mike Fink, who's from the, the South. And we get them all on for the most part. And we'll talk about their staff, talk about some of the players and their expectations for you know, coming up here uh, in a couple of weeks, what their expectations are and things like that. Our first guest is Doug Sarver, and he has been a friend of the show and uh, just very kind with his time anytime that we've needed him. He's the All-Star Game chairman, and I uh, want to just talk to him about a couple of things with this thing right around the corner. Hey, Doug, how are you? I'm great, Mike. Hey, first of all, it's great to be, you know, getting ready for the All-Star game. I know a year ago we were all kind of depressed and, you know, it was sad. But, man, you guys got you're walking with a little uh, little hop to your step when you talk about the All-Star game. Certainly excited to be back and uh, involved with the All-Star game after missing it for a year. Hey, uh, real quick, can we talk a little bit about, you know, what was it – Difficult. Um, I know you guys worked really hard to get the approval from everybody that you needed to get the approval from. And then I would assume that once you started calling the coaches and say, hey, look, we're on. We're ready to go. These guys had to be just excited as all get out. Yes. The, you know, the coaches, uh, most of them on the staffs, I think we, Tom and I talked about maybe there's three with experience of coaching in the All-Star game before. Uh, in the north and small schools, uh, you know, the large and small schools, and then a bunch of them in the uh, eight-man game. So for them, it's a first experience, and they're trying to figure everything out that we do in nine months in two months. Right. So that's the hard thing for them. 
Well, and, and Mike, uh, you know, I, I want to start by saying that, you know, Doug is the architect of the All-Star Games. This is the man that makes sure everything happens. And um, the things he had to do to get him on this year, um, thank you, Doug, for all of that work. And I know that you work very closely with the coaches and outline their responsibilities, et cetera, with them. But perhaps we could start, Doug, by just talking about how are coaches selected? What, what is the process? How do you become an all-star game coach? Well, there's a nomination process, Tom, for both the head coaches and the assistant coaches, and that's done on the WFCA website. Coaches will be nominated or nominate themselves, and then that will go to a – the head coach's uh, selection will go to a executive board committee that will uh, meet and uh, determine which of the coaches will be selected for this year. And in that selection process, how much is weighted for a coach who may have had an experience previously as an assistant coach? Well, for head coaching, uh, we prefer that they have experience as an assistant. That's what we prefer, but it doesn't always happen that way. And um, this year, I think it's kind of split. It's about three that have had experience and three that are, are new to the experience. Hey, they, and, uh, and I didn't mention this in the beginning, but the dates and the uh, games, Titan Stadium up in UW Oshkosh on Friday, July 16th at 6 o'clock, the eight-man, the eight-player All-Star game will be played. And then Saturday, July 17th, 2 o'clock for the small school All-Star game, 6 o'clock for the large school All-Star game. Um, Doug, we used to do used to do all three of those games in one day and made the change now with the eight-man to do it on Friday night at 6 o'clock. Um, the reason to, to, for doing that was what? Well, uh, when we had to get approval, we needed to split the games up and, and use different sites in order to uh, be less congestion in one place at one time. So we moved the eight-man game to Friday night. And then we split the uh, uh, small school game and the large school game a little bit further apart, being 2 o'clock and 6 o'clock on Saturday. Now, that's the one year only, Mike. Uh, we will be back with our, our uh, all-star banquet on Friday night next year, which is one of the uh, really nice things that we have that, unfortunately, we don't have this year. Yeah, due to the new timeline that, that you had to put into place, Doug, because of all the different COVID concerns and so on, um, things are going to look quite different. And obviously the banquet was a casualty of all that. But another thing that's going to happen this year that has never happened before is teams are going to travel on game day. Yes, part of the uh, uh, agreement to um, get approval and use uh, Titan Stadium again was that we needed to, uh, again, not bring all the six teams in on the same night, Friday night, and uh, create uh, a lot of congestion at the time. That was something that they frowned on and didn't want to have. So we agreed to uh, bring the teams in on game day. So that means they're going to travel on game day. And that's a new experience for the All-Star Games. So that we'll see how that works. Uh, the River Falls site, obviously, they're going to travel four and a half hours on game day. So uh, that's something that... Um, we've got to uh, prepare for, and we have planned it. Doug, are you going to be uh, packing those box lunches for those guys personally? <laughs> That'll be our liaison officer, officers, uh, Don <laughs> Kenzier. <laughs> 
did, did they have that uh, that term on their their uh, business card? I wonder. They they might not know that that's one of the things that uh, that you guys are calling. Them. I love that. Hey, Doug, when um, when this year with 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 spring football, which we've never had, that that had to also, as far as naming all stars and getting in contact with these players, that had to be a challenge for these coaches. I would think. It was, and what they were able to do is take the fall nominations, evaluate those in, in the winter time, have those ranked and ready to go once the spring season nominations were, were over. And they got the spring season nominations. They did the same there. They evaluated and ranked them, and then they put the teams together in a short period of time in late April, early May. You know, so many things have changed because of, the again, the short timeline in which the, the all-star games have fallen this year. But one of the things that, that probably needs to be talked about, Doug, you know, the, the fundraising of the game benefits Children's of Wisconsin. And we have less players and less time this year in order to fundraise, but yet the fundraising is still going pretty good. Yeah, I just checked it uh, this morning, and we're – Somewhere over $185,000 in fundraising so far. The goal is $300,000 for this year because of the short timeline, and we're about 30 players uh, less than usual. Um, so hopefully we'll get to that 300000 mark. Uh, we still have uh, almost four weeks left of fundraising. They're going to fundraise through the All-Star Games. So uh, I think we'll hit that mark, and uh, hopefully um, everybody takes part. Hey Doug, will will you guys be able to still do some of the things um, uh, as far as having people from Children's of Wisconsin be part of of this? Um, I know that uh, you know we you guys would bring um, some patients and some kids uh, during the week of practice and and things like that. I, can you still do that kind of stuff this year, or is that um, all going to be uh, not available to you until next year? Yeah, one of the highlights of our camps is have been able to bring in patient families and tell their stories to our players and coaches, and they really understand then uh, what this game is all about. Unfortunately, this year, uh, Children's is not comfortable bringing in, and understandably not comfortable bringing in uh, patient families in the COVID environment, and uh, they will have families at the games, but they will not be coming to camp this year. Yeah, and that's a big miss, obviously. But again, totally understandable why that has to be this that way this year. Yeah, hundred percent, Tom. I'm really glad you said that. That's a big miss because you were the head coach twice, and 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 you knew because you'd been involved in it. You knew what was about to happen. That this was going to transition very quickly into hey, I get to play football for one more time as a senior around um, guys that I competed with to now them understanding the real importance of what this game is. Well, and the look in the eyes of the players and the coaches as the families tell their story, it's unbelievable how they are able to connect with the purpose of the game. It is, it is just really important. But I know there will be plenty of opportunity to do the same um, this year as well. It's just going to look a little different. And and Doug, you've got a. Um, I, I'm sure that 
that the coaches will be able to talk a little bit and kind of paint a picture about what what is happening as far as with the money that these kids are raising. But there's nothing like having some families there telling their stories about why Children's of Wisconsin is so important. Right, and I know that uh, Children's is sending out messages all the time to the families right now, to the parents and the players and uh, telling the story as we fundraise. So uh, one of the things we're using is, is technology and social media to get that word out and let them know something that hasn't been used as much in the past, but still it's not the same as uh, having them right there in front of you and tell their story. Again, the dates on the games, uh, Friday, July 16th, the eight-player uh, All-Star game at 6 o'clock. These are all at Titan Stadium, UW Oshkosh. Saturday, July 17th at 2 o'clock is the small school All-Star game. And Saturday, July 17th at 6 p.m. is the large school All-Star game. Doug Sarver, thank you very much. I really pre- I appreciate your time and the all the work that you do with this, uh, with this All-Star game as the All-Star game chairman. And we really appreciate your willingness to come on and just kind of talk about it. And I, man, these coaches. I look forward to talking to these guys about you know what their what their plan is, what their expectation is, who the other guys on their staff is, and that for me, Doug, sometimes is the most fun because these are guys that compete with other coaches, you know, week in and week out during the season, and now they're the head coach for the All Star game, and they know they respect that guy that they have to compete with every year, and they're calling them saying, "Hey, do you want to come and be on my staff?" Hey, Mike, can I add one thing sure. real quick? Yep. Uh, last time we talked about the All-Star Game, it was a uh, spectator limit for tickets of four per family. Yep. That that has been lifted, and it is unrestricted. Oh, that's – well, we are going in the right direction, guys. That's for sure. I love that. And now, now if, uh, if you want to go up and watch that game, yeah, unrestricted, you can go up and buy 15 tickets if you want, and we would encourage that. He is Doug Sarver. He's the chairman of the All-Star Game. Really appreciate, uh, Doug, a few minutes of your time. Looking forward to having you back in studio as soon as possible. Thanks, guys. You got Thanks, it. We're, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to the North 8-man coach. Uh, Matt's going to join us. Matt Schoenman is going to join us. He's Mercer uh, Butternut coach, and he is the, the head coach for the North 8 eight-man all-star game and all-star team. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.
Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is the associate head coach at Arrowhead, two-time all-star head coach on the South Large School uh, team, and he is Tom Swiddle. We're now joined by Matt Shaneman. He is uh, from Mercer Butternut, and he is the head coach for the North Eight-Man um, team. Hey, Matt, during the break, uh, Mitch and I were, were talking about Butternut, and neither one of us, I don't think I, Matt, have you been to Butternut? I've driven driven through it, I know that. Yeah, you have? Yeah, Hey, long time ago. And we were talking, Mitch is going to go out and watch the Bucs game today, and I I haven't had a drink in a long time. I asked him what a pitcher of beer costs, and I I don't know, here in Milwaukee it's quite a bit. I wondered if there's a bowling alley or a corner corner bar and butternut, and what a pitcher of beer costs in butternut. You know, there are a lot of great family uh, little tavern bars around the corner nooks. Uh, you know, we could probably get a, a nice pitcher for $5 or so. That's all. So, we got it. That yeah. Milwaukee, we got it. Yeah, I don't drink. Milwaukee prices. Yeah, I don't drink, but Butternut would be the place I'd want to go. And, and you know what, Matt? I'd buy the first one. I'm just telling you that right oh, now. I'm, I'm holding you to that. You got it. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. You got it. Hey, Matt, let's talk about, you know, last year we didn't, this All-Star game was not able to happen. And uh, I know there are people chomping at the bit to get back to it, so I'm so pleased that this is going to happen this year. Um, as the head coach for the North 8-man, um, pretty excited about about having this. And, and can we talk a little bit about your staff and some of the guys that are on your staff? Absolutely, absolutely. Very, you know, this is uh, my, with the COVID year, my fourth year of being involved in the All-Star game, two as an assistant, and then, you know, one kind of as a head coach last year with the COVID, and, and this officially as with a goal. So I'm really, really excited for, for what we're doing for Children's of Wisconsin and given another meaningful football opportunity for my kids uh, in the North here. And, and with my assistants, Ryan Karsten from Siren, Dan Gilbertson from Clayton, Grant Russ from Wasaki and Scott Worth from Phillips High School. We're really excited about what we're we're doing, uh, the experience that we're doing, and in the end, what we're doing for Children's of Wisconsin. Matt, you mentioned that you've been involved in the game for several years, leading up to this opportunity um, to lead the the North Eight Man. Uh, what have you learned in your past experiences that with the All Star Game that you know is helping you frame your whole I don't know, practice, schedule, everything that you're going to do at UW-River Falls. Well, and, and that's that's the first thing. This is the first year we're over at uh, UW-River Falls, which I'm really, really excited for the opportunity to go over. Uh, they have some great facilities, um, and, and it's another experience for our kids to do it. But in the North, you know, we, we joke that uh, it's an internship. You know, you learn through your experiences as an assistant, uh, and create some of those professional uh, relationships. And, and I've, you know, through this process, um, leaned on past head coaches. Um, what are you thinking? And uh, as an eight-man North team and teams in the North, I think we're really a, a solid group that, that we want to uh, provide a great experience. And ultimately, those experiences are going to lead to a W on that uh, July 16th. Hey, Matt, um how difficult, and, and did you guys play uh, in the fall, 8-man, or did you guys play in the spring? I don't know what Butternut, what you guys were doing at that point. Mercer Butternut at that time with COVID, uh, there were you know a lot of concerns up here. So we ended up jumping into the spring. And as our co-op, uh, we took advantage of 
the opportunity to co-op with another team in our area out of Park Falls, Shawamigan High School. Uh, so we were able to play in the spring, had five games, lost one due to COVID. But, uh, you know, it, it was a, a neat experience to play football kind of in that reverse weather where it was snowing at the beginning of the season and it got warmer towards the end. <laughs> so overall, it was a, That's it was a awesome. great thing. How did you guys do in those four games? We were 2-2. Two and two. Um, You know, we, we were able to travel all over. Uh, we were kind of the the ugly, ugly stepchild in the North Woods up here. So we traveled all the way down to, you know, a lot in Door County, Green Bay area, Oakfield. Uh, but again, the, the experiences for our players and our communities and, and our coaches was something that uh, definitely is going to leave a mark on us long term. And you had the opportunity to see, I'm sure, a lot of good players in, in your games this spring. How many of those players are actually on the team for you? Well, we've got one player from the Mercer Butternut team on with us, uh, Devin Losh. Uh, you know, thankfully, a lot of the teams that, that we draw from uh, played in the fall. Uh, so okay. we, we had a, a nice winter to look at players uh, and get ourselves ready. And, you know, on the flip side, in the spring, I was able to see firsthand some of the, the players that we're going to play against uh, for the South team uh, coming up here in a short 27 days, I guess. Hey, Matt, were you able to um, secure the roster that, that you had hoped, or were there some kids that, that opted out? There, there were, you know, with, with injuries and opt-outs, there were a, a few kids, but, you know, I, I'm not going to cry over spilled milk. I'm very, very excited about what we're going to, you know, what we've collected here, uh, and, and we're going to come together and play some hard-nosed football. I really believe that, and you know, I, I had a chance without playing football in the fall to, to see a lot of these games firsthand, kind of sneaking into games with COVID restrictions or watching them online. So, you know, these kids, I'm very, very excited to, to, to be their head coach. And talk about some of these players then, Coach. I mean, some of the guys that you saw play live, guys that you watched on film that just jumped out at you. You know, there, there are a couple kids that, you know, and, and ironically, these are great kids that are some of our top fundraisers for the North 8 team. Uh, you know, Gunnar Lewis from Clayton is one of our top uh, the running back, wing back. Josh Delighton, uh, it was actually a, his brother played for me a number of years ago, so that, that's exciting. A couple kids from Siren I'm really, really excited about, uh, Nate Curry and James Tenth. Um, you know, there's Blake Flash from Shell Lake, who's, who's just, uh, you know, he's going to, you're going to see him running all over the place and then being really physical on the field for us. So, you know, I, I'm really, really excited for, for what uh, the product that we're going to, to show and, and how we're going to represent the North. Hey, hey, Matt, can we talk a little bit about uh, the co-op side of it with Mercer Butternut? Um, I know here in Milwaukee there, there are some schools that, that, that co-op, and, and I was talking to one of the coaches a couple years ago, and he said, look, you don't understand the, the challenges that occur when you're trying to co-op. You know, our school gets out at, at 3 o'clock, and the other school gets out at 3.20, and it's a 30-minute bus ride over. And he said it, there, there are some things that, that, that guys like you that talk about, you know, football quite a bit on the radio don't understand the challenges with, with coaching co-op. Um, talk a little bit about the challenges with Mercer and Butternut um, that people like me might not understand. Well, you know, it's we're, it's two different schools, two different communities. So, um, 
walking into this situation a number of years ago, uh, one of our concerns were kids buying into uh, playing together because in other sports, basketball, they're, they're tooth and nail fighting against each other. What we learned is, is that kids just want that opportunity to play uh, and, and play something meaningful, something that, that, that really means something for them going forward. Um, you know, logistically wise, there's, there's always a van ride from school. Um, Butternut gets out. Uh, let's just use some round numbers at 3.30. They're over at our place at 3 or at 4 o'clock. You know, our practice will run from 4.15 to, uh, let's say, 6.15 on a normal school night. Um, on the negative side, then those kids got to have another half-hour half bus ride home. Uh, so that's one of the challenges there. Um, you know, a, a concern we did have is, is having two different communities come together. But in the end, Mercer and Butternut, they just wanted to provide a great opportunity for kids to play football. And we, we do co-op with them for other things, uh, baseball and softball. So we're together uh, throughout the year um, uh, fighting the same fights. Well, that's, that's fantastic that yep. you've been able to develop that kind of team atmosphere where, you know, you guys come together and you are a team. Because like Mike said, that that's my experience with that. It's sometimes very hard to do. And you should be congratulated on, on being able to offer that to your, your players. And, you know, one more thing, you know, is directly related to the All-Star game is the fundraising. How is it going with your team in that aspect? We're doing very well so far. Um, we've got, uh, checked this morning, over eight players, over $1,000. Um, wow. You know, with each player being asked to, to raise at least uh, 750 So of a team of 19 players and four coaches, you know, we're doing pretty well. Um, with 27 days left, uh, you know, personally, I've got to do a little bit of work, uh, bang on some doors and, and, and sell the, the story of, of why we play this game. Uh, but more importantly, this money's not for me. It's, it's going to the Children's Hospital, and, and there's a bigger reason why we play this game, um, not just to play underneath Friday Night Lights uh, over at Titan Stadium. Yeah, he is Matt Shaneman. And if you're listening to us up in, in the Mercer Butternut area, uh, you know what? If you see him at the grocery store, give him a call and say, look, I want to donate 20 or 40 or 50 or, or whatever, and, and talk about – you know, there are a lot of stories all over the state of Wisconsin, in fact, the Midwest, on what Children's of Wisconsin has done for our families here. And it's just such a great cause for us to raise money for. Matt, thank you uh, so much. Good luck on that game on the 16th. And uh, uh, go get them. You know, we're, we're, we're probably, you know, the South is where we would have more players, at least if there were some eight-man teams from this area. But I'll still be rooting for you, Matt. Thank you very much. You're welcome. North. Yeah, there you go. Matt Shaneman, go north. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Mike, uh, excuse me, Mike Fink will be joining us. St. John's Military, small school coach, and I've known Mike a long time. So looking forward to talking to Mike Fink on the other side. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented, as always, by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM. The Fan, I am Mike McGivern. My co-host is uh, Tom Swiddle. 
associate head coach at Heartland Arrowhead. Hey, Tom, we're trying to uh, reach out to uh, Mike Fink. I have not been able to get a hold of him, but he is going to be the head coach of the the uh, the South Small School. And uh, I know that uh, he's got to be pretty excited about the roster that he's able to put together with this thing. Yeah, you know, part of the challenge, of course, is building that roster. You get far more nominations than you have spots on the team for. And especially this year, there's 39 uh, players on, on the small and large school teams versus typically 46. So the competition to put those teams together is, is, is quite keen. I know that Coach Fink and all the other coaches have had to make some very difficult decisions in terms of who they've chosen to play in the game. You know, too, and when you look at the schools that, are, that, that they have put on to the, the South um, school assignments, and you're looking at schools like, you know, Banger and Iowa Grant and Richland Center and Cambridge and Clinton and, and uh, Darlington and Cuba City. We're not talking about a, you know an eight-mile radius. We're talking about a really big radius to be able to try to look and see kids, you know, either via um, huddle or talk to coaches. And it's 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 almost got to be an impossible situation to be able to say, look, I I've watched you know two hours of this kid, and I really like his game, so we're going to invite him. That's a big challenge to be able to get that roster set. I would think it is. And when I coached, uh, again, I've coached the game twice, but what I did is I put the decisions of who was going to be asked to play totally in the hands of of the position coaches. So, for instance. Uh, Mike Beck was my offensive line coach from Franklin in, in 2016. He selected the lineman that he wanted to work with. Now, there are players that sort of automatically make the team. If you get WFCA um, All-State, there, there's just sort of an understanding that those players get on the team if they want to be on the team. So um, for me, it was I, I watched the film on, on all the players, but at the same time, I wasn't going to tell one of my position coaches that they had to take this guy over that guy if they felt strongly about the players that they liked. Boy, I th- do you think, Tom, do most head coaches in the All-Star game handle it that way? You know, I can't speak for all the head coaches, but I know that when you choose your, your staff, and for me, I've always sort of leaned with guys that, that I know a little bit. you know. So guys that I've competed against or even guys that have coached with me, uh, I've kind of leaned on those guys to, to be on my all-star staffs. And so you, you sort of know them, and you really trust their judgment. And I would say that most head coaches probably have that same kind of relationship with their staff. They're people that they know very well through the years, again, have competed against or have perhaps worked with at some point in their careers, and uh, it's easy to be on the same page with guys like that. And one thing to add, you know, sometimes a guy will be nominated or has nominated himself for, say, two or three years, like they want to be an assistant coach, and uh, Doug Sarver knows this. So Doug will, will sometimes step in and say, hey, you really should think about this guy as an assistant, He'd really like to coach in the game. He has the resume to do so, but he hasn't been selected yet. And we do try to represent different areas. Like I wouldn't want 
for me, for instance, I wouldn't just take coaches from Brookfield, you know, on the all-star staff. You do try to spread it around. Hey, um, is does it happen ever where there is a player and a player's family that's really hoping to be involved in this thing and they don't get the call that they call and say, hey, look, if, if there are kids that drop out and you're looking for somebody, we'd like to be a part of this? Yeah, that happens on occasion. And I think the high school coaches are the ones that nominate their players. So just like the, the protocol that Doug described earlier in the show about selecting the coaches, there's the same kind of protocol for players to play in the All-Star game. So high school coaches will, will nominate the players. Obviously the players know they've been nominated because there's the, the responsibilities of playing in the game are explained to anybody who's um, been nominated. And every now and then you'll have disappointment that they haven't been selected. But as far as players dropping out, and it happens, and I'm sure it's happened already for all of the coaches who are coaching in, in the game this year, um, players are going to drop out for various reasons. I, I've, I've said on the show before, my most famous dropout player that I ever had in my two All-Star Games experience was J.J. Watt. He decided <laughs> not to play uh, two weeks before the game, a week before they were to report. Um, but anyway, uh, and then you just go back to your list. And sometimes you, you, you kind of outthink yourself. Like for me, when we've had to replace some players at times, you don't necessarily pick the player from a position that dropped out. Let's say you had a linebacker that decided not to play, and it's rather late and you're kind of going into your, your week of preparation. You might take the next best player regardless of position because, you know, you do have to fill out uh, special teams. You know, there's just a lot of ways to get guys involved in the game. So there's a lot of ways to do that also. Hey, Tom, what part of that whole experience – do you think that these coaches are going to miss the most? I know we had talked with Doug about the 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 um, Wisconsin uh, with Children's Hospital, Children's of Wisconsin coming in. Are there other things that you think that that these coaches will miss out the most on on the two experiences that you had? Well, certainly that is one that you that you mentioned the Children's Hospital connection and being able to hear the the family stories, but. The fact that there isn't a banquet this year, I think, is is uh, going to be difficult to to. Um, well, it's good, you're going to miss that for sure. Right. Um, you know, you you get into the banquet. There's over a thousand people there, and every coach and every player gets their due, and it's just a great affair. Somebody from Children speaks. Um, you know, we'll get somebody from the Marine speaks. Uh, um, uh, Major Morales uh, spoke two years ago. He got a standing ovation. It was was incredible speech. Um, and then the, the coaches get to to introduce their players. Uh, the, the United States Marines have a, a little gift bag for every player that they give. They they walk up. They get their plaque. They get a um, All Star Game program. It's just a really nice affair. There's a lot of fundraising that happens there with raffles and things. Um, so it's a great event, and unfortunately is not going to happen this year. But we're certainly going to try to make up for some of those things during the course of the week. So, for instance, the Marines visit all of the training camps, and they do a leadership team-building activity with all the players and coaches. 
So they're going to bring their gift bags with them to camp rather than waiting for the banquet to, to give that to the players. Well, that's, you know what, and, and typical uh, Wisconsin Football Coach Association style, you know, you got to call an audible, you know, every once in a while, instead of taking the ball to the right, you go to the left, and you just make do and do the best you can. And and I love the fact that, you know, there, there are certain ways that you're going to be able to kind of accomplish the same goal. We're just going to have to do things a little bit different. And I guess that's been our world the last 16 months, right? That's kind of what we've done is just trying to figure things out and do things a little bit different, uh, but still trying to get to the same goal. Hey, we were not able to get a hold of Mike Fink uh, from St. John's Military, uh, who is the South Small uh, head coach, and we're going to we're gonna have to move on uh, from Mike. I'm sure he's going to do a great job. Uh, hopefully nothing, uh, nothing bad happened. Maybe he just uh, had forgot he was going to be on. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to Aaron Kramer, from Rhinelander. He is the North Large School coach, and we'll talk to him on the other side. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM The Fan. Welcome back to the WFCA show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM. The fan. I'm Mike McGiver, my co-host, associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle. Our next guest, he's the head coach of Rhinelander, head coach at North Large School. And uh, this All-Star game is coming up at uh, UW Oshkosh on July 17th for, for Aaron. We're joined by Aaron Kramer. Aaron, how are you today? Aaron, are you there? All right. Well, uh, we just had him a second ago. We'll reach back out to him. Hey, Tom, being the head coach of the large school um, is a little bit different. Um, not a, not a lot different than than being the head coach in the small school because you still have all the same stuff going on as far as trying to reach out to players, figure out what players. But I'll tell you what, you know the 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 north side. Uh, that's what people wait for. A lot of people like me that are casual observers try to watch to see the, the large school north against large school south. That tends to be the premier game. Um, it certainly isn't, uh, it isn't set up to be that way, but that does seem to generate the most interest of all the games through the years. And, um, you know, lately the, the south has kind of dominated the north in the large school scheme. But what's interesting is when the games first started, uh, you know, the North kind of dominated the South. So uh, things run in trends. Hey, Tom, did you know they made some adjustments on school assignments, I think a couple of years ago. Yes. Um, to, to make try to get things a little bit uh, a little bit more even and closer. Did they do that years ago when the North was winning all the time? No, it was not done then. But you know, things are different now. You yep. look at the size of high schools, and they definitely have gotten smaller. The schools that used the schools up north used to be bigger than they are right now. Yep. And so, a few years ago, when as you called it, an adjustment was made, and and some of the uh, typical South schools were then put into the north. Um, like the North Shore Conference, Homestead is considered a North school now for all-star game purposes. Um, it was done to sort of even out 
the disparity in terms of the size of the schools and the number of players that, that one could draw from. Yeah, and, and, we're, and we've got, uh, we're going to have Aaron on here in a second, and uh, uh, we'll ask him if he feels any pressure. Aaron, are you with us? I am. Hey, congratulations on being named uh, the head coach of the North Large School All-Star Game coming up at, at Titan Stadium on July 17th. Um, we were just talking as we were trying to get a hold of you that, you know, in the beginning of this, the North, uh, the large school, the North uh, teams had had their way with the South teams. And that's kind of reversed a little bit here recently. Any, um, any added pressure as the head coach for the North to, to come down and get a win? No, I don't think so. I think uh, the 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 uh, the biggest thing is that the the boys come down and they enjoy their enjoy their week together. Um, and they they learn um, from the coaches that are that are uh, coaching them. We have a we have a great coaching staff uh, from all around the state and and people that I I uh, you know care for and respect. So I hope they uh, learn learn lessons from them. And then uh, in, in the game, hopefully we. Um, do the best we can to, to be competitive and and uh and and just offer them the best experience they possibly can i don't feel any pressure about uh about about playing against the south i just can't wait to to get going with the group of kids that we have and um not only not only uh you know have a great experience but learn from them and and uh and just be a part of something really special coach when you selected your your staff your other coaches did you have a strategy was there certain guys that you were looking to right away? Uh, did you look at it like, well, I want to run this style of offense, and I know this guy uh, runs this style? What, what were some of the things that came to your mind as you were starting to select your coaching staff? Well, um, as far as our, our coaching staff is concerned, um, the, the people who are, are with us, for the most part, have um, uh, I have some kind of a relationship with. You know, you look at Justin and Nathan Wera, I went to – to high school with both of those guys they were they were my best friends when i was younger uh growing up joe joey o'brien he's he uh he played college football with me you have a couple guys from the rhinelander staff um that i'm i'm very very comfortable with that are that one i coached and, and one i've been coaching with for for quite some time and and uh, uh i have a gnc gnc counterpart with uh dan barutha that's joining us and and jeff rondor from the southern part of the state and i can't wait to coach these guys but as far as the strategy um is concerned and, and how we picked our team the way i look at it especially offensive and defensively is you take a look at the pool of players you pick the best available you get a toolbox uh of players that that uh that you know that you can work with and you build your offense and defense around them um when you look at maybe kind of what we're going to do offensively um in Rhinelander we run kind of a pro style um and it's sometimes we're under center we're in the pistol but what we're going to do is we have a lot of dynamic athletes so we're going to try to get them in spaces to get them the football uh, offensively and then defensively we're going to try to make sure that our guys can can make plays um putting putting like i said putting them in position uh, to feel comfortable and make plays um and not be too complicated because you only got you know from from tuesday to friday to, to install everything and and so um, just to, trying to do the best we can to, to put our athletes in the best positions to make plays as we can. We're talking to Aaron Kramer. He's the uh, head coach of the North Large School for the All-Star Game coming up at Titan Stadium on July 17th. Hey, Aaron, you know, you talked about your coaching staff. I, 
I've got to believe that if you could, this would be a group you'd want to get together as many times as possible, whether it was truly about to talk about this game or just kind of hang out a little bit. And uh, that sounds like a really fun group that you're going to be working with, guys that you've known for a couple of guys for a really long time and uh, some of you played college football with. That that would... uh, I would think that some of their wives would be like, what do you mean you're meeting three times this week? What do you got to do that for? And I would think that you guys will enjoy every moment of this thing. Absolutely. You know, for me, it's it's kind of full circle. Um, I, I'm i from Oshkosh originally, so to be able to come back and, and, uh, and coach at Titan Stadium where, where uh, you know, we, we played all of our, our home games at Oshkosh North and uh, to be able to coach with with guys that I played high school football with, oh. college football with, um, you know, and and to be able to coach with not only not only those but bring kind of the the two worlds together. Um, I've been coaching at Rhinelander. This is my eighth year coaching. Second year as a head coach was last year. Um, you know, and it's two worlds collide really, and uh, uh, a group of people that I absolutely love being around. And not only that, but they're very very knowledgeable at their craft, and uh, they all bring different tools to the table um that that can really help us grow and so i i really i'm excited to to coach with these guys but i'm excited to see what they're they're able to do for all the players on our uh, on our team and um i look at our our roster and (laughs) i can't help but smile look at some of those names on the roster and and see what we're going to be able to do with uh with a really talented group of young men and you know i look at what they've already been able to accomplish in their in their fundraising and and uh, the things that they've done for the for the um, for the game experience itself, and I know they're excited too. So I just can't wait for the experience. I can't wait to be at uh, at Gruenhagen again. Uh, I can't wait to be at Titan Stadium again, um, at home in front of in front of uh, my hometown and, and coaching uh, the North All Stars. And given what you've described, Coach, your your closeness, your bond as a coaching staff will be noticed right away by your players and it's just going to add an element of fun it's going to add an element of of uh team chemistry that uh your players are certainly going to gravitate towards uh, are, are there any players that you would like to perhaps single out i know it's difficult to do and, I, and you can't mention all 39 guys on your team but you've mentioned you know great athletes and so on who are some of the guys you, you're referring to well, I'm really, really excited that uh, you know one of our athletes from Rhinelander made the team. Uh, Jackson Jackson Labs, the defensive back, he was uh, first team All State. I can't wait to to coach him again. Obviously, we've grown a bond over the over the years, and um, that that I've been coaching him, and he's such a a great young man. Uh, I can't wait for for others to kind of see what I see in him, and uh, and for him to come down and and to, to play. It, what Mike? What could be his last football game? I'm not sure that he's gonna he's gonna go on and play in college. So this is an experience that I hope that he really really enjoys, and uh, and that he's able to kind of show out um, to, to everybody else in the state what type of player he is. But you look at uh, I'm coaching the offense. Uh, my my job is to to set the offense up, and I look at some of the dynamic athletes that we have and the linemen that we have. I the, the I, I'm I get the the pleasure of coaching the the hogs up front. And when I looked at that that group, and I looked at the the two young men that we have coming from from Fond du Lac and what they were able to do this season, Oof. the two guys that we have coming from Plymouth um, that are that are going to you know um, to to D two schools and uh, D one walk ons, it's really really uh, a, a privilege for me 
to be able to to coach a group up front that is um, so well put together. And I hope that not only I'm able to provide something new for them, but I'm able to challenge them and prepare them for uh, for for going to the next level. So that's really what I'm I'm excited for. I'm I'm excited to to get a hold of some of these some of these offensive linemen that uh, that are some of the best in the state and uh, and really you know use them to and and build around them to stamp uh you know stamp our uh um you know put our stamp on the all-star game he is aaron kramer head coach uh for the north large uh, school we're going to have the south large school coach coming up uh aaron and i think we'll start some controversy and let him know that that <laughs> that you uh you thought you guys were a 17 to 19 point favorite how's that <laughs> i wouldn't go that far but i yeah. can't wait to i can't wait to go and, I, and I got a chance to I got a chance to meet Jim, and I can't wait to coach against him. Too. Yeah, I wouldn't do that to you. I promise. Thank you so much, Aaron. I appreciate it. Again, Thanks, Aaron Kramer, Cole. head coach at Rhinelander. He's also the head coach of the North Large All Star uh, Game, and and uh, looking forward to to watching his team play. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to Brandon Weiss uh, from Belmont. He's the South Eight Man Coach. Looking forward to getting Brandon on the show. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.